It's BuddyCast 200! I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me on our 200th episode is our good buddy, Eric from Happy Bark. How you doing today, Eric? Great, Nick. Thanks for having me, and congratulations on 200 episodes. This is quite Thank a show. I, I love tuning in. Way to go. Oh, thank you. It means a lot to us. And this is the best job I've honestly ever had. So I absolutely love it as much as you do, if not more. But still, you know. So, you know, Eric, it's 2022. Um, a lot of people have goals for the new year and stuff. What are your goals for the organization this year? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, January 1st always gives us pause to look back and then even more importantly, look to the future set some goals for ourselves. We're no different. Um, we're looking forward to another high adoption year and continued growth, building out the organization and building out the family. Um, when we started, not even two years ago, we had um, we had some pretty pragmatic dreams of saving a, a few dozen dogs. And here we are um, close to 500 in wow. a year and a half. And so we'd like to continue to grow at a decent pace um, by, by way of adding additional volunteers, foster homes, and then adoptive families as well, growing our following on Facebook and just becoming a bigger power in the community so we can make a bigger difference. Oh, love that. Absolutely love those goals. So one thing that I wanted to ask you earlier this year, you know, a lot of people have what they call pandemic dogs or let's call them Christmas dogs, you know, they think, hey, um, I would love to have our family open up a little puppy for Christmas, you know, have a little puppy under the Christmas tree, not quite thinking all the responsibilities and everything that come with it. And then finally, like around this time, they're probably starting to realize, hey, this is a lot more than what I signed up for, or this is like, this actually comes with responsibilities, like you and me know, you know, this actually includes responsibilities. How would you guide them in this case, or how would you, how do you guys combat this issue to make sure it's not just a Christmas miracle for them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, good question, Nick. You know, everybody can think to one of their favorite holiday movies, and at the end of it, there's a child opening a, a opening a gift, and there's a puppy inside, and you know, it's kind of baked into our psyche as far as what we look forward to in the holidays, um, and you know, kind of part of the uh, that whole American American dream uh, sort of scenario. Um, we, we love those kinds of things and we love those kinds of, of moments, but it is important to make sure that folks understand first and foremost that what they're getting is um, not only a, a family pet, but also a lot of responsibility. Um, mm -hmm. you know, animals, animals, dogs, cats, hamsters, fish, they all rely on us to care for them. Um, long ago, uh, or you're, you know, no more are the days where they're living in packs in the wild and they can fend for themselves. You know, we've trained dogs to be companion animals to us and so that they're not they're not anything other than that and, and they rely on us and so what we do at happy bark is we spend a lot of time uh, really setting expectations with applicants up front you know do, do you realize that 
you need to be home every handful of hours. Um, and in many cases, you need to be spending hours a day with your family pet or else things like separation anxiety can develop. You need to be exercising your pet or things like destructive tendencies can develop. And ultimately what we strive for at Happy Bark is pairing um, the characteristics of every individual animal to the characteristics and desires and lifestyles of each adopter or family. Because there's really, um, there's probably a dog that fits almost every scenario so long as it's safe. Um, but, but our trick is trying to find that exact match. We also, um, I mentioned we spend a lot of time with adopters up front in setting expectations. We also spend a lot of our um, energy doing post-adoption follow-ups. And so the adoption counselor volunteers at Happy Mark reach back out to those adopters after the first night, after the third night, after the first week, after the second week, and ask how are things going. And then what we do there is offer just continued coaching and partnership. Um, mm. Every adopter, most adopters will run into a question or two along the way, um, even from you know a novice pet owner that might be asking some pretty basic questions to really experienced pet owners who might be experiencing behaviors for the first time. Um, we've, we've pretty much seen it all through the years um, in being involved in animal rescue. And so we do offer close partnership uh, with those individuals to make sure that we can keep dogs in homes um, if it makes sense to do so. You know, yeah. take it a step further. We're also really careful and we realize that sometimes things just don't work out. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a lifestyle change um, maybe we didn't get the pairing exactly correct. Maybe the dog got into the home and then developed, maybe um, became more comfortable and developed higher energy than what we saw in, in foster care. We work with those adopters to bring the dogs back into Happy Bark's um, foster home network and then find them a home that fits that the needs of that dog even better. So we really take things um, steps beyond before the adoption, during the adoption and after to ensure a good match. I love that. I love how you work with people. And it's not just first come first serve or one of those things if you can pay the adoption fee then by all means who are we to stop you you know type of deal you really from the sounds of it you really work with the people to make sure that this is your loving pet and you did that exactly for me you know to give our little guest appearance here you and again congratulations to those who don't know nick uh, and his mm -hmm. fiance jessica did adopt a happy bark dog a handful of months ago now so yes. congratulations again Thank you. He is Matt. He is our little joy. You know, we like most like all pet owners. We have our moments where we have to ask questions or we have to, you know, do our research or try some new things. But at the same time, that's the experience of being a pet owner. You know, yeah. like the experience yeah. of having a little buddy next to us. Other than that, he's great. He he loves to learn. He's very coachable. He loves he loves nothing but cuddling, you know. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is very smart. Yes, as my as my girlfriend is saying behind it, he's very. Fiance, thank you very much. Fiance, thank you very much. Is saying um, she he's very coachable. He's very trainable. He loves he, she loves working with him. She loves whenever I'm at work, she'll sit. You know, she'll have a moment where she do a training session with him, like teach him a new trick or see how well he knows like a basic command, like stay or something like that. So. Yeah, and those those we call them like pieces of bite sized learning. They don't have to be an hour long class with a trainer, um, just picking up a few uh, visual cues or verbal cues with a quick treat, you know, mm -hmm. that consistency is what matters. And even if you only do it for five minutes per day, it can make a really big difference. Exactly, all the little time adds up. Yep. And every little bit helps. So earlier you mentioned fostering. 
because uh, you know for all our guests out there who don't know what that means or like don't know that program could you explain that a little more to them because i can personally test that it works Sure. Yeah. So Happy Bark is a different kind of an organization. We are an animal rescue, but we don't have a physical shelter, um, which means we rely on volunteer foster homes. What's a foster home? Um, it's really there's there's nothing all that magical or special about it other than people open their homes to really, um, you know, uh, bring a dog into their care and keep them until we can find a forever home for them. And when that happens, you know, we partner with our foster home volunteers as well on here are uh, tricks to house train a dog or teach some basic commands or teach some basic manners or leash skills and those kinds of things. And every improvement that we can make with that dog makes them even more adoptable and kind of adoptable and widens the net to a family that would potentially uh, be a good match for them. We also uh, partner closely with our foster homes to understand any medical needs that the dogs in their care. Mm -hmm. have. So anything that happens ahead of adoption or within the first two weeks of adoption, medically, Happy Bark covers. And so foster home volunteers have no out-of-pocket expenses with us. Um, we cover everything from dog food to toys, treats, crates, leashes, collars, veterinary care, and everything in between. If there's something else that can benefit a dog, maybe a special kind of enrichment toy or a, or a puzzle to solve for some of the smarter breeds, we provide all of those. We also partner with boarding facilities, daycare, doggy daycares, trainers, and veterinarians to really surround our organization with expert professionals when we need to, when we need to call them, they're, they're available to us to help as well. Beautiful. And you know, I know two, personally, I know two of your foster families, I believe one of them directly related to me. How many fosters do you think you've given her in her entire oh, lifetime? It's a surprise question. I could have run a report had I known that one was coming my way. <laughs> you know, we've, we've volunteered together uh, for a long time and even before Happy Bark. I think with Happy Bark, um, she's probably had 10 to 15 foster dogs mm. in a previous in a previous engagement um, when we volunteered together, I think several dozen uh, foster dogs um, through, through, so through the years, they've, uh, you know, your, your sister's made quite a, an impact on the homeless animal population. Yes. The partnership. Yes. Every time, every time you say, want to go to Aunt Abby's? <laughs> Ears perk up, eyes widen, let's go. And you also, we also have another family that we know, the Barbalaces, mm -hmm. that I fostered with you. How many do you think you've given them in their entire time? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, Courtney and Steve have been fostering with us from almost the very beginning. Um, they started as an adopter uh, family and um, kind of saw the program that way and then kind of fell in love with the process. And they've been with us from almost the very beginning. I would say they've probably had close to 50 foster dogs in the last year and a half, I would imagine. Wow. Maybe more, maybe a little bit less. Um, I I could run a report and give you a real number, but they've they've made a really big impact. They've been a, a cornerstone of Happy Bark uh, since they joined. I can't imagine doing this without them. Beautiful. And how many of those have you ever had stories of foster families that have opened their home to a foster dog and thought, you know what, he's perfect. He or she is perfect for us. Yeah, we we find that quite quite often. And, and when you're involved in this kind of work. Um, it's it's expected, you know, mm -hmm. folks want to help for a couple of different reasons. And so some foster homes, some foster home volunteers get involved, Nick, because, you know, they see um, an opening in their home and they want to maybe help uh, other homeless dogs until they find the perfect fit. And so we work really closely with those individuals when we know that's 
what they're really looking for, kind of set that understanding with the organization and with the foster volunteer home um, that, you know, this is a family that's actually searching for a forever pet. And so we try to um, we try really hard to get pets that fit what, what, it, what they're looking for. And it's a really great way to sort of give back, pay it forward to homeless pets, um, open your door to a pet in need who otherwise might not make it. Um, while you're on, while you're, you know, launching your search of your next best friend. And so that happens quite often. And um, we, we, we like when that happens. We also, when it does happen, we always keep our fingers crossed and hope that that um, volunteer foster family stays on even after they adopt and continue mm -hmm. to foster. Because it's always a, an impact to lose a foster home as well. And so it's a little bit of a bittersweet moment. But at the end of the day, it's another dog in a loving home forever. And that's really why we're here. So we celebrate those two. Mm -hmm. And you can always use more fosters, can't you? Absolutely. You know, being a foster-based rescue, we don't have a shelter um, to, to put dogs in. And so I look at every foster home as another kennel in a shelter. And so if I've got 25 foster homes, it's like having a shelter with 25 kennels or 25 spaces where we can, where we can save another dog. Um, and so we're always looking for foster families. If anyone's interested, they can read the FAQs on our website at happybark.org. We also have um, we also have profiles out there of existing foster homes, and you can read about them, what got them involved, what they love about the program, and we've got short video clips kind of celebrating some of their foster dogs through the the first year and a half here with us. It's a pretty exciting page to visit, so you can spend some time out there. And if anyone is interested after reviewing that information, if you want to follow up with any questions. You can always hit us up with the chat icon on the website or shoot us an email. All of that is available on happybark.org and then applying to be a foster home can be found on that page as well awesome now earlier we talked we kind of dove into a little bit of statistic work there um what are some more statistics of your organization like how many dogs do you think have been adopted or through your program how many rescues have you had the whole if you could give us a quick rundown yeah we've done uh close to 500 adoptions um which which equates to just over 400 dogs saved in the last year. So in 2021, it was our um, first full year. Um, we adopted out 201 dogs. Wow. Uh, which is really phenomenal for an organization that just started. Um, I think the pandemic um, maybe gave us a little bit of a boost. People were at home uh, for the first time um, in a very, very long time for weeks, mm -hmm. months on end. And so folks that had toyed with the idea of adoption finally said, hey, the timing is probably right to bring a new family member into the home. And so I think we saw an initial boost in popularity as a result of that, which was fantastic. Um, but we do continue to see growth uh, as we rescue more dogs and partner with more shelters um, in, in less fortunate areas than where we are. Um, you know, that first full year was really an overwhelming excess, success for us, um, especially being a band of like-minded individuals, all volunteers, you know, nobody at Happy Bark uh, gets a paycheck. We all have day jobs um, and uh, or, or we've still got members of the team that are also retired, but but no one's employed by the organization. We all do it because uh, we love the the mission. We believe in it and we, and we volunteer there. And so having a group, um, a, t a tight knit group like that, it feels very like a group of friends, like a group of family members. And 
being able to solve this problem for 10 plus shelters that we've partnered with has been has been really impactful to us personally. We really love it. Um, and so we extend that kind of a family circle to our foster homes as well. We celebrate each one of those adoptions without the foster homes. We could never do it. Having over 200 in our first full year, um, we were we were anticipating a good year would look like 20 or 25. And so we're, we're really happy the way we've started. Wow. That that sounds like one big happy family, like one, you know, it sounds like the sign, like one bark, one family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we act like a family. We, you know, happy's in the name of happy bark and it's there to serve as a reminder um, that, that we should, we're doing this um, and, and we want to be happy while we do it. There's no, I always, I always remind the team, there's no shortage of um, sorrow or, or real drama involved in animal rescue. Um, but we, we have happy in our name as a reminder that we want to put happy first. It's one of our guiding principles. And so you'll see a laid back nature to what we do. We're highly effective, but we have fun while we're doing it. Love it. Now for anyone out there watching who maybe is thinking about adopting a dog, are there any adoptable dogs currently on your website or, um, in your organization right now that they could maybe take a look at? Absolutely. On our website right now. Um, if anybody wants to ever find which dogs are available for adoption, the easiest way to find that out is to go to our website. And again, that's at www.happybark.org. And if you, it, it, we make it really easy, all the adoptable dogs are right there on that main page. And so right now, I think we've got nine or 10 available and there is likely to be one more posted this evening or tomorrow. Mm. We usually have somewhere between six and 12, six and 15 dogs available for adoption there. Just tap on the photograph of the dog or, or click the, the image and it'll take you to another page that has all of the information that we know about that animal. Good with dogs, good with cats, good with children. You know, we learn more as they're in foster care with us. And so we're constantly updating the information on that website. Um, and so that's the greatest place to find all the information. But yeah, we have, we have 10 or so adoptable uh, out there right now. Beautiful. And what about if a family's looking for a certain dog, like someone contacts you, I've grown up with German Shepherds my whole life. Can you keep me posted if you ever get a German Shepherd or, you know, I'm a big fan of beagles. My uncle had them or so. Any beagles in the bill? Do you offer those services too? We do, Nick. And so we can do that a couple of different ways. Um, some people, to your point, know what they're looking for, right? And so they come in, they say, they say I'm really looking for a Great Dane. Um, and, and we don't commonly get Great Danes, but what we recommend is submit an application anyway. And so if you click the adopt a button at the top of our page, it'll take you to an application that you can fill out. Within that application, you can indicate what you're looking for, breed specific, size specific, energy specific. Um, and then we'll have the adoption team be on the lookout for you to see, you know, if a dog that is available to us to pull from a partner shelter kind of fits what you're looking for, then we can engage, reach back out with those individuals and say, hey, what do you think about this one? Um, and so we've we've had many uh, dozens and dozens of success stories based on general applications for people who know what they're looking for. Um, once you uh, get past our first application step, which is which is very basic, um, basic questions, just to kind of ascertain what's a good fit for you. And can you offer um, veterinary care in a safe environment for a dog? Um, we also then give a special link to those individuals once they're approved to look at a special secret part of our website that shows dogs 
for a 24-hour period of time before they're listed for the public to see. And so getting that application in and getting pre-approved, so to speak, puts you to the front of the line. And it also gives you a little bit of a sneak peek into what's coming tomorrow Ooh. before anyone else can see it. And so you're not going to miss out on the dog that you're really looking for. And that would be the same process if someone were to, say, start looking into a dog, but they're not fully 100% ready yet. Like, they're, like they just had a dog pass or something and they're still in that grieving stage, but they're coming towards the end where they know sooner or later another dog is going to be in the cards. So we work with, yeah, we, we work with all kinds of situations like that. And in some cases, some of those folks, Nick, that just had a dog pass recently, they may want to, they may not be ready to commit to a dog yet, um, but maybe they're feeling a little lonely. And so what we do is we can we can maybe convert those applicants into foster homes. Mm. You know, try a few dogs out, you know, kind of kind of get reintroduced into animal ownership. You've got the the fellowship and camaraderie there with with the, the dog in your house. You're not lonely anymore until you find the dog of your dreams. You can help save others. And so there's really a path forward for just about any situation. And we partner with all of those individuals closely, understand what they're trying to get out of our services and then meet them exactly with what they want. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And you've already answered my next question, which is for more information, please visit happybark.org for more information on your organization and if you're looking for a loved one. Absolutely. You can also find regular updates at least once per day, most most of the time twice per day, sometimes even three times per day um, on social media. We're most active on Facebook at Do a Happy Bark. Um, it's also linked from our webpage. You can also find us on Instagram at do a happy bark as well. Um, mm. All of the information, all the questions that you may have, check out the FAQs on the website. Um, they're pretty robust. And so uh, peruse those. And then uh, if it piques your interest, let's let's start talking about adoption or fostering. Mm -hmm. I will say on your Facebook page and Instagram, I love the success stories. I love the stories of how you always post about how this, you know, how this dog found their forever home or how this couple was kind of like not you give the exact story like this couple was kind of in the market after losing a dog but then all of a sudden they the minute they laid eyes on you know buster over here boom their hearts melted and they knew he was the one you know absolutely i tell you nick we're really fortunate to be blessed with the volunteers we have um we have an adoption counselor who also is the the lead writer um, and contributor to our social media pages. So shout out to Becky if she's if she's listening. Uh, she goes above and beyond. She's she's a brilliant writer and she really can capture moments in words like nobody I've ever seen. And it doesn't, you know, that Becky's just the start of some of the miracles that we see at Happy Bark every day. We've got adoption counselors, Courtney and Lacey. We've got people that screen applications. Um, you know, with Amanda and, and Lindsay, and the list goes on and on. I, I couldn't possibly remember off the top of my head all of the foster homes, um, but but little miracles happen all over the place within this organization, and it's it's really special. You know, I, I say we're small enough to to know each other and put a personal touch on everything that we do, and adapt and learn and change together, and large enough to change the world for several hundred dogs every year. And so it's been a really cool ride over the last year and a half plus, and I'm really looking forward to more of it. Um, so if anybody's interested or even toying with the idea of volunteering, certainly reach out on social media or via the contact methods on our website. We can have a conversation about how, we, how you'd like to contribute. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I do highly recommend you guys. So please check them out. Now, buddy, we got to make this an official buddy cast with my last two questions. The first one, 
is from my buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity, which is, in your own words, was it mean to be someone's buddy? Yeah, Nick, I was on the show, I think, over a year ago now, and I, I remember you asking that question. So I mean, mm-hmm. put me to the test here. I don't know if I'm going to be consistent or not, because I think I think being somebody's buddy can take on a different form, you know, depending upon what that person needs. I can think about buddies in my life that have supported me whenever I'm having a bad day or a bad week, you know, kind of pull you up, um, slap you around a little bit and get you back on <laughs> your feet, um, live to fight another day. Sometimes you, you want a buddy just to kick back with and, and enjoy some good times with. Sometimes you want a buddy such as you know, the relationship that I have with you where we're partnering together. Um, I love watching your show. I also promote it and tell everybody about it. And I know that you're out there, you know, sounding the the horn for happy bark. And so mm-hmm. that's a buddy as well. So I think it really just depends uh, on on the relationship and, and what that person needs. Um, buddies come in all all different forms. Um, and I think sometimes the most impactful are the ones that uh, invest in you and help you grow. Sometimes that means that they've got to deliver you some bad information or hold the mirror up and show you additional ways to grow. Sometimes those are coaches or mentors or teachers, but they're buddies too, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Um, without them, we wouldn't have the, the growth that we have as individuals and as leaders. And so, yeah, I don't know if I uh, gave a straightforward or a meandering answer there, but it takes on all, all shapes and sizes in my world. Hey, it was an answer from the heart and that's what we love. You know, doesn't have to be exactly the same as long as it comes from the heart. So, our final question is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You'll remember this one from last time as well, but this is going to be a two-parter for you. The first one is for, again, anyone who is looking to adopt, um, what's your advice to them? And the second part would be same question, except in terms of fostering. Sure. Yeah. So for adoption, what would my advice be? Um, my advice would be do, do a little bit of research. Um, uh, and then do a little bit of introspection, because it's important to know that you're you're bringing in a a life that needs you, um, and so doing a little bit of research maybe on breed or on size makes all the difference in the world. Um, we don't discriminate based on breed, but certain breeds have different character uh, certain characteristics. Um, a Jack Russell Terrier or a Border Collie is going to have a higher energy generally speaking than a, a hound like a Basset or a Beagle that may be a little bit lower or medium energy. And so don't just chase uh, what's cute. Don't don't look at the picture and and chase the picture. Do some breed research, ask some good questions of Happy Bark volunteers or any organization where you might be looking at um, a profile on a webpage. Ask ask specific questions about energy level, about compatibility with other pets, um, about the health, about the age and about the breed. And I think that'll really set you up for a good foundation of success. Um, on the fostering side, I would I would um, find an organization that that fits your needs specifically. Um, and just to, to highlight a little bit about the Happy Bark program, our foster homes come from all walks of life, some retired, some working full time. That's OK. All we really ask is that you bring a dog in and treat it like it's your own until we can find uh, a good match for a forever home for that for that specific dog and learn about the dog and work with the dog and partner with us. And so if you're thinking about fostering, I would also do some some research and some soul searching on what's inspiring you to do that, because being up front with the organization that you're engaging with is, is really important just to set expectations with one another. We support foster homes a little bit differently who are looking to ultimately adopt 
than we are for those that just want to foster a dog every month for an entire year, for example. Um, knowing where you're coming from allows the organization to meet your needs specifically. And so there are no surprises and we can help one another. And it's really, you should be looking for a mutually beneficial volunteering opportunity there. Um, if you're, if you're certain on a certain, on a specific breed, there are breed specific rescues that you can either adopt from or foster with. But what we've found is breed specifics, breed specific people or people who think that they're looking for a specific breed can actually just as much, if not more, fall in love with a mixed uh, breed, you know, the, the all-American mutt. Yeah, exactly. And so um, they tend to bring, um, th those mixed breeds tend for some reason to bring the positive aspects of, of all of the breeds that they've got, and they, they tend to be a little bit more healthy as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so, you know, do, do some searching beyond what you think your initial comfort level is. Um, because we found a lot of really, really great surprises um, in people that have been open to different to different aspects. You might think you're looking for a puppy until you look at the work that's required for a puppy. Maybe a, an adult or a senior dog is actually more up your alley. Mm -hmm. So enter the engagement whether you're whether you're uh, going you're interested in fostering or interested in adoption with an open mind and really partner with those volunteers and staff members at the shelter that you're engaged with because they've kind of been there, done that. You know, they've they've seen a lot of successful adoptions and they've seen a lot of failed adoptions that have had to return. And so they're specially trained to see those things ahead of time and really help with a, with a smooth transition and ultimately keep a dog in a home in a forever happy way. Mm -hmm. So once again, buddy, I thank you not only for joining us again on Buddy Castro, our 200th episode, I thank you for helping me find my forever buddy. You know, this dog just can attest over here. This dog is attached to my side. He is like literally sleeping right by me right now. You know, he's, he's his person for sure. Yes, he's definitely, our, he's definitely my buddy. And he, this is his favorite place right next to his humans. Throw a blanket over him. He's the happiest camper in the world, you know, sure. but. So, so glad to see it. And Nick, thank you again. What an honor to be on your 200th episode. That was a quite, quite a pleasant surprise. Congratulations. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. For all my buddies out there, please look up Happy Bark. If you are looking for you for everybody, they are the people. And before we close out our episode, I got one favor to ask you. Sure. Go be someone's buddy. Thank you, Nick. All righty. This is my buddy, Eric. I'm your host, Nick. And we'll catch you next time here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't be lonely to make it, buddy. Here on BuddyCast. Hey, buddies. You're thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.